I'm hot. Yeah. I'm so fucking hot. I want to rip off my tits. I feel like a lot of people feel like that right now. It's uncool. We laugh in our pain. Yeah. You're welcome. You ever get so hot you can't sleep? Uh generally, yeah. If I am to get hot at all, it is in the it is in the sleeping hour Uh, versus the daytime hour. And insult to injury, you know what happened? Okay, so you guys know. I don't have AC right now to combat this uh when i when i am staying in this fucking oven of an apartment <laughs> i uh, i put a fan on me and that usually yeah. gets it to where you know what? i can sleep no covers usually no shoes no shirt even yeah uh, no who but, needs that but 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 like my fan broke and i was like oh no what am i going to do so i went and i got me a country ass staple, which is the box fan. I did not have Hell yeah, bro. Oh brother, a box fan? You kidding me? That thing's turned on and it will never turn off until the day its wires eat away at themselves. Um Yeah. Yeah, they are a staple. They are a staple. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they work. And it'll go until it's coated in dirt and dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until it just one day fades out of existence. What happens to a box fan? Nobody knows. I don't know, but you can talk through it and sound like an alien. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, it's a fun time. But it's quite a bit bigger than my other fan was. And I was so, I was coming home after like a long day. It was hot. I was tired. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to right now. So I'm not going to clear off space and like haul over my nightstand and put it on in a correct, no, I'm just going to throw it up in catty corner in my bed up against the wall. Yeah. Sure. And let it rock that way. And I yeah. and it worked for a little bit. It worked for a little bit, for a good long bit, I would say. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm finally ready to go to bed. I snuggle in. I get on my back as I do so I can snore as loud as I fucking can. Hey, it's your fucking house. It's my house, dude. It's hot. If I want to fucking snore, I'll do it. <laughs> and I don't know... I, I moved not a bit. I tuck in my little, I tuck in my, my wrists behind my back so I make like little chicken wings and I cross my legs as if I were sitting crisscross applesauce, but I'm laying down. And that is my sleeping position a lot of the I time. know that sleeping position. I will say though, your legs kind of river dance in that position <laughs> all night long. More so in they the morning move. when I'm waking up. They're wild in the morning. Yes. And usually, so if I'm sleeping legs not crossed, if I'm sleeping legs straight out, I will do the foot rub thing. I'll do the foot rub thing until I go to sleep and possibly all through the night and into the morning when I then <laughs> <laughs> Michael flatly my way out of bed. But I don't know what I did, but I was in the perfect, I was in the sweetest spot of sleep where everything had fallen away. Mm. And you're not thinking of anything. You're not even aware of your like body anymore. You're not aware of anything. And it's that sweet, delicious twilight. And out of nowhere, this whole ass box fan scissor kicks my face. Just falls <laughs> directly onto my nose. With a that force sucks. that is not natural. Like it didn't just tip over. Like something 
pile drive it into my skull. It's the entity in your apartment that is insistent on making sure the AC breaks over and over. Probably. And over again. It's like, how dare you be cool? I am a demon. I want it hot. Cool. <laughs> cool. But long story short, for a little while, I had like a like a grid pattern on my face. <laughs> oh shit. And I, I gotta say, that's the beginning of my foul fucking mood that I have been in for 24 hours now. That'd make me a touch, Grump. I'm in a bad uh, mood. I, I've i got a treat for you today, Good. then. Something that I think is gonna give you a lot of, a lot of gigs. I hope so. Tell, regale I, me. Tell me what it is. I am breaking what is a probably three-year dry spell today to tell you the story about a witch in history. (gasps) It's the perfect day. (laughs) (laughs) I felt it. I felt that fan hit you through space and time. I'm so glad. And I knew that this is where this is what needed to happen. I'm this so ha- I'm so happy for that. I'm ready to kick my feet up, brother. This one is bananas. Who are we talking? It's about? crazy wild. Today we are talking about Catherine Ross, and we have a tale hailing from Scotland <gasps> today. Yay! Are there going to be Scotland accents? I we'll see how we'll see how cocksure I'm feeling when we Dude, when we get there. I'm in a pretty stupid mood today, so probably. Let me ask you this: Did you just say cocksure because it's a it because Laszlo says it? Because I have been saying cocksure because he recent I heard him recently say that on an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. That's got to be it. I didn't draw that line that that's him saying it, but that must have folded deep, deep into the crevasses of my brain I, and bubbled I, in back. One I mean, it, yeah, that I blew he, through recently because I've been doing a binge. He, I just know he's. I've never been more cocksure of anything, and it, it's gotta really love him stuck. so much. It does. Everything he says sticks. Cock I get it. Sure. What a cocksure. What a pleasant thing to say. Cocksure. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm talking to you. About Queen of the Meadow, which truly I picked because I liked the sound of the name. It's an herb. But Queen, Queen of the Meadow. Of the Meadow. Queen of the... I really am upset how the first thing that it made me think of was Bella in the Mella. In the Mellow. In the Meadow. <laughs> You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. But now... <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, oh. <sighs> i have Shit. not stopped thinking about what you said about edward's <laughs> legs in the meadow how he's like got him positioned i can't well they're weird have you <laughs> seen it <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome to the Wabal podcast good grief the witch bitch amateur hour uh my name is charlie and when I was a young boy, your father took me into the city. Uh, whoa. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> My name is Macy. And 
Jeremiah was a bullfrog, and he was a good friend of mine. <laughs> what, a, what does it mean? I And you know what bothers me is that Songs Forever ruined for me in only being able to hear it being sang by Dana Scully. I'm sorry, what? She sings it. There's a scene in, I think it's no. the one with kind of like that predator-like creature. No. Uh, and... Uh, she is like cradling Mulder because something's happened to him. Something always fucking is He's happening to one of them. Big himbo baby. He asks her to sing to him. And she's like, I don't do that. And Wait, so I remember this. She serves him up a really, really flat. That's what she sings. God, I love her. I know. God, I love her. But I, I, I hate her so much. But God, I love her so much. I used to hate her when I was a kid. And I was. I, was, I don't. Truly. Well, also because your dad hated Scully. <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. My dad was like a molder all the way. So like I, I lived yeah, in a Scully yeah. household. She, but... she she's better as it goes on, but there is some times where it's like, Scully, we're in season six, my guy. You like, gotta accept that something weird might happen. Do not say that this is not medically possible. Who gives a fuck what medically possible means anymore when you're talking about silicone-based life forms? Just but move on. Silicone-based <laughs> But also at the same time, sometimes she's the only one with the fucking brain on that show. Oh, it's wonderful. I love it. No, it's it's so good. It's so fucking good. I that's what I mean. I love her and I hate her. It, I which I love and hate Mulder because he's a fucking dipshit. He's oh, we can't get into this. So stupid. No, we can't get into this, and we certainly can't talk about that episode with the vampire. Ah, no. <laughs> but we need to wimp cap it. Oh but we got to move on, dude. A wimp cap of that episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, I'm churning. I'm ready for it. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I have something I would like to pose to you. What? But before I do any posing, uh, we do have a Patreon shout out. Mm. I tried to make that seamless, but I really just sort of got out of order. But uh, it's it. But today's episode is dedicated to Xena Y. Okay. Xena uh. Y was a bull. <laughs> The first one that came to God brains are weird, dude. It is a yes. it's so weird how a file will just get yeeted up out of the depths of what you oh, yeah. are to the front of your mind how do they work? in an instant. It's so weird. But the first one, what was it? The first one that came Fire in Xenowai. Oh yeah. Fire in the gates of hell. And that was immediately that was what came out. And I, I, love I don't that. know why. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Fire in the Xena. <laughs> wow. Danger. Damn. How good is that song, though? The song fucking kills, fucking dude. Slaps. It just, it is so goddamn good. I don't care about your opinion otherwise. I don't care about, you don't exist to me. Uh, gone. And the music video is pretty tits. I do like it. It is. Video. Literally with electric tits. Big mouth. Her big, big mouth. Uh, mm -hmm. If you've not seen... <laughs> high voltage <laughs> the 20 year old music video go, go do it now we'll link it in the show yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. okay uh but i want to talk to you first and i'm gonna do it so queen of the meadow <laughs> okay all righty then epitorium Perperium. I want that to be the name of my shop, my Victorian themed shop. 
Ipaturian Paparium. I want it to be That's the name of my... awesome. <laughs> uh, now, now, little disclaimer. I might be saying... It, it's E-U-P-A-Torium. So I don't know if it's Epitorium or like Eupatorium or something, but whatever. Other names for Queen of the Meadow include Gravel Root. Mm, nice. Uh, Joe... Pi, it's P-Y-E. We'll get more on the name later. Joe Pieweed or Purple Bone Set. Yeah! Does it help with that? Does it help with setting bones, knitting bones back together? Dude, what if it didn't and they just decided to call it that? Hey, we've come across some weird connections. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think as intensely as like your, your bone set. But uh, sure. I believe it carries. It's like a a cousin question mark. But it is uh, speaking of cousins in the family, Asteraceae, along with everything else, every other plant Big that family. grows. Yeah, the magical correspondences here are uh, water for the element. It's tied to the moon, the astrological signs. Now this is a little funny to me. Because so far this has been very water. Element, water. Planetary association, moon. Astrolog- astrological signs are Cancer and Pisces. But fuck you, Scorpio. Not you. Like Yeah, it's like only the, only the, the, the softer water signs. Yeah. The soft water sign, the crazy water sign, but not like... Not the Cushiel water sign. <laughs> Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, no. Oh, shit. We're going to have to do that at the end of the Cushiel oh, song. We gotta, okay, okay. Please! <sighs> yeah. Okay. okay. Can't do it. Can't do it right now, though. But That made my fingers tingle. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug here. Join us over mm. on uh, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash WBAH podcast to listen along to uh, Macy's recapturing retelling i was just working on the notes for it before starting with this she has dude you don't even know what's about you're gonna you're gonna fucking you're i can't you're i i can't wait for you i um listen if you haven't been listening along there have been tremendous upsets there's been Mm -hmm. drama tea oh god come on uh okay so lily not lily of the valley queen of the meadow (laughs) (laughs) uh so it's a plant that is quite striking in the way that it it presents itself it's very vibrant it's got these purpley pink flowers and when it does when the flowers are bloomed they're very large and like dome shaped and they have clusters it is um hold on because my brain is wired wrong (laughs) Sorry, every time I say that, I think sewn back together wrong. Sewn back together <laughs> wrong. Um, I, if I don't have a picture up, I can't, I literally can't remember what it looks like. Anyway, <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very it's very soft. I think I would describe it as it's like a, a, a delicate flower, but at the same time, very bright, and it loves the wetlands god damn it does it love a moist soil and it loves give me the wet feet free my soul uh, 
I like your feet around your feet. <laughs> I like your pants around your pants. Pants, feet, feet, pants. <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes too. Fuck it. Sure. <laughs> Um, oh God! It, it's a very—it <sighs> reminds me almost, and not quite, but it's sort of like a pink Queen Anne's lace, eh, that, and that feels unfair to even call it that. Uh, but it has that same sort of feeling to it—that kind of like, oh, this has to mean something in the Victorian language of flowers. I'm you know? look it up. Uh, it doesn't. Not that I know of. Uh, but no, it loves a wetland. It loves to grow along streams and rivers and by lakes and shit like that. Now listen, when its stem is fully erect, it can reach a height of seven feet. I believe that. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of it towering over a woman. Yeah. Uh, it seems, I couldn't, I, I could only get it to show up for Joe Pye. Joe Pye okay. is what shows yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joe Pye weed. It's and pretty. Yeah, I think it's it's really pretty and it's uh, fluffy. I, I saw here. Yeah, it's very it fluffy. They make a pretty arrangement. Yeah, it's it's like a baby's breath almost. You know what mm. I mean? It's got that vibe. But like, but like a little thick, a little floofier. Yeah, yeah. It's a puppy, a puppy. It's a puppy. That's what it is. Mm. Bye. Cute. It's a great uh, pollinator. Bees and butterflies can't get enough of shoving that nectar in their butts or whatever I bees bet. do. But they love this thing. It's uh, it's just nice and soft and gentle and pretty all the way around. Now, mm. <clears throat> so some of the names. Queen of the Meadow is, it got its name that because it's... I, it's just it grows in meadows and and along these wetlands and it's very picturesque it's a picturesque thing and if you're looking at a meadow with like a stream in it it's gonna catch your eye it's gonna be one of the flowers that catches your eye first in a sea of plants that are green and maybe brownish and just it's just boom this pop of color so it just well, got and this. it looks like a crown to me like if you're looking at a crown straight on and it's got like the ri the crest of a crown, you know, like the fan shape. Mm -hmm. It looks like that to me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so she has been crowned queen of the valley. However, we do have names like gravel root. And that comes from its traditional use for urinary tract and kidney problems. Just uh, it says it helps ease the gravel feeling the gravel discomfort feeling is that, that meaning kidney stones uh, it just it just uh, like people i don't know if this is like a nicholas uh culpepper type thing like where people describe this shit in like a weird way when like hey, i've got the gravel of the urethra or whatever that sounds like that could be stones which sound awful it could be like i don't know chunky piss i don't know oh man. yeah nice <laughs> but it got its name gravel root because it would be used mostly for this kind of thing uh and then later we get the name joe pie and i believe it is joe pie because it's j-o-e-p-y-e but it is thought to be named after a indigenous healer by the name of like j-o-i-p-i and with the j i'm the, i'm not really sure about the pronunciation if i'm correct in that however this plant has a huge connection to the indigenous cultures of America, mostly North America, because that is where this plant is native. Before uh, 
it got taken and kind of uh, distributed everywhere. But, but, but however, this is like, this is a rare case. Because we're so used to seeing these medicines that have been used forever upon ever upon ever being just kind of snatched by the Europeans and being like, this is us, this we look what we did. I'm going to name it John Smith Herb or whatever. And, sure. Or I don't know. What's the whitest name I could think of? It's probably John Smith. There's a lot of them like that yeah. that are named. Yeah. <laughs> It's called uh, the Englishman's Root. <laughs> it was also prized for its uh, aesthetic qualities. And it was given as gifts. Or I guess still fucking is. I don't know why I'm saying was. It was given as gifts. It was very popular to symbolize love. And while I don't have anything like uh, straight from the Victorian language of flowers, like this means this. It was just one of those cute... You, you, when you got this, it was from someone with romantic intent. You're not... Sure probably making a bundle of this and giving it to like your boss or something it's it's sweet and it has a a love nature to it and of course getting more into that later with like the magical side of things um but it, it was made into uh all kinds of little decorations around the home people would dry it or press it i love a pressed flower dude i don't mm-hmm. know why we don't press flowers more do you think listen do you think we don't press flowers as much because we don't have phone books like we used to? Um, Is that a stupid thing to say? Maybe. But like, uh, I always, okay, let me explain myself. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, I feel like you're not feeling me here, but I feel like someone out there is getting me. I always, that's what we used to press a flower. Is like uh, that's part of my my very pilot esque. Uh, uh, that's what those are about. Is I was trying to remember what did I press flowers in? I, I, I always used like the free yellow pages that showed up. That was huge, and you could kill someone with it because it was so heavy. And they had those thin paper, like that thin Bible style almost paper. Do you remember that? Yeah, um, that would just rip when your stupid, sticky, fat child hands would just like rip through them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and that's what I would use to press a flower, but like I haven't pressed flower in a long time, and I'm wondering if it's because I don't have that tool anymore. Shut up. Uh, all right. So, in addition to being this like soft and beautiful and alluring thing, it's also really hardcore. And it looks like you could beat someone with it. I mean, dude, it looks almost like it would be itchy. Like, it's pretty, but it looks like if you beat me with it, I might get, like, Give you itchy. a good spank with it. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. You need to get your head out of the coochie. I, I can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm in so deep at this point. I don't know if I'm ever going to get out. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if you do, but, like, after, like, a zombie flick or getting into, like, a zombie video game, I kind of do that thing where you're looking around you're like what could i use or i guess just home invader stuff or just being hyper aware i know you do this but like looking around and being like what could i use as a weapon in here i feel like you're enough into kushiel's right now that you're looking around you're so bad what could i use for a spanking i it's it's all so fresh (laughs) (laughs) oh god um queen of the meadow queen of the meadow is super super resilient it is uh (laughs) excuse me it is, uh, where am I, where am I? It, it's got this ability to thrive in 
conditions that it doesn't particularly just love. So it can thrive in diverse environments, uh, which makes it good for spreading all over the place. You know, people started to have access to this and it started to make its way into the plant medicine, I guess, of many different cultures, many places in the world. Um, and I like here, someone noted that the resilience is mirrored in its use as a remedy for the urinary discomfort, where it is believed to help the body break down and expel obstructions, parallel paralleling its cultural role in overcoming obstacles and fostering harmony. Which I thought was, you know, kind of nice. And, uh, beat up, 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 I've got some history for you. So we talked a little bit about it being a medicine within, like, traditional, or a lot of different traditional, uh, indigenous, like, uh, healing and, and, uh, more so than just healing. I guess it, it was just common to, drink or is i'm sorry i i have a bad habit of putting that in the past tense and we have been uh corrected on that and i'm, I'm really bad about that a lot of people are because you see that online a lot it's like this was this and it's like people are still around my guy yes <laughs> um, yeah. but the it, it, it wasn't just turned to as a medicine it's not just turned to as a medicine it is something that can be preventative in nature and just consumed because you know now i i didn't see anything about the smoking of or the eating of as far as like the stems or anything like that however the uh flower makes a a nice tea and that's generally how it is consumed especially when it's about the urinary system i don't know if there's any other way to to do that it's generally consuming things right what for kidneys yeah i don't know i mean i don't know could will a poultice seep through i don't know to reach your kidneys i don't know man i don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) i just turn to you as the like end all of all kidney you're my kidney i know how to manage my very specific (laughs) super rare problem yeah so therefore uh, macy is this good for my (laughs) tay-tay i hate it Uh, okay uh 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 let's see but this uh sorry queen of the meadow is uh recognized and has been for a very long time just to like integrate it into your tea to integrate it into your health consumables to keep you healthy keep your tea tea healthy Mm. so at this point uh queen of the meadows popularity started to grow within the folk remedy folk medicine scene and it started to grow on the settlers and the people that uh were having access to this plant for the first time uh to alleviate discomfort from their kidney stones utis and related issues um and it has taken off for that reason so it wasn't just like oh people get their hands on this and there's like it's whatever they they started using they were like oh yeah this shit works you know, surprise, you surprise. are never more desperate than when you're in the throes of urinary trouble. Dude, when like, you're that squatting shit, above oh a God. hole or a toilet even today, dude, and you feel like you have to pee and nothing's happening. Well, and if it reaches up into your kidneys, the feeling of twisting daggers just oh, yeah. in radiating from your back oh, yeah. is shocking. I have to say the least. Had that happen 
maybe once or twice. I have been very lucky in that regard of, of not having many kidney related things, but I have had a UTI probably go a little too far or like a bladder infection go a little too far up for my liking. And it's, uh, it's something else. It's, it's another level. It's yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think the only time my brain ever has turned me off due to pain was then. Mm. Cause I just remember being awake and then I remember waking up mm-hmm. after like, and it was so, it's like, how do you fall asleep during that? Like it was, and then I just remember waking up like in a sunny room and being like, whoa, <laughs> damn. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> my brain said, cool out. Good night. Take, take a step back, take a beat, you know? Uh, okay, so for Monday news, of course, we have the medical applications. We've talked about it, the kidney stuff, the 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 P uh, the P route, the UTI. Now, I did write here that uh, a little bit more about the name gravel root, uh, and I said it was <laughs> described by someone as a vivid encapsulation uh, of its role in addressing the discomfort caused by, as they say the presence of gravel-like particles in the urinary system, including kidney stones. That makes me think including, but not limited to. Um, I guess if you're out there and you deal with this, you might know more specific. Uh, But because I am not trying to be like, 100%, use this to fix yourself. I would like you, you know, go go see a doctor first. Uh, And also, I just, I got scared. I got scared to look into it. Because, like, I know the second I look into it, I'm going to start pissing gravel. I just know it. I don't think that's true. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, how does it work? It it, It helps. It hurts. Jesus. It helps the kidneys by soothing inflammation present within these infections. Um, I do not believe that there is a um, a notable presence of like antibiotic or anti this, that, and the other. However, it is a massive uh, deflammation, deflammer, deflammable, deflam. Okay. And deflammation suit. Helper. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I can't, I really couldn't find that much. And of course there are people who were like, yeah, this is absolutely going to cure it or whatever. Uh, first of all, I don't know about that. Also, I could not find anything like scientific, like within research and stuff like that. However, what I could find is it was good for that inflammation. So if you're making say like a, a, a blend, you know, then that could be what goes in for your super hardcore um, mm. helping of, of the, the inflammation. I like the word inflammation is almost an onomatopoeia to me. It just sounds like what it is. Inflammation. Inflammation. I, I, um, wow. Yeah. I've never thought about that before, but I'm going to forever now. Every time I hear that word. Come Thank on you. ladies. Now let's get inflammation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so traditionally, the part uh, of this plant that was used is both the roots and the aerial parts. So as I said before, I don't know about you just chomping down on the roots and the stems. However, make yourself a little decoction. You remember? Mm. Do we remember our difference between a decoction and a, and a, like a tea? Way back, way back in the day. Um, So your decoction is just 
basically you boil it for longer because it's thicker, like woody stems and roots. And yeah, it's like, like your that. roots and yeah, shit, yeah. isn't it? Isn't that what that how that works? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, a tea is more so the leaves, and that's kind of a, a quick process. Or a tea sane. Oh, or a, a tincture. That's not. It's not the same. Yeah, sure. Infusion. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> trying to throw out synonyms. Words. <laughs> do you um do you ever purposefully short your brain out a little bit um i don't know if i'm very good at doing it on purpose but it does short on its own sometimes good okay yeah yeah um the whole purpose of that is i was walking around earlier singing a song it was to the window. My brain went like that because you know the normal song is to the window, to the wall, right? But my mm. brain would just go to the window. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> awful! <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop it. But it was one of those things that, like, the longer it went on, the more I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> "All right, so magical." Shut up. Everybody shut up. Here we go. Uh, we have protection and cleansing. Because this is thought to clear away anything that helps uh, or, or anything that hurts that urinary, urinary tract, it kind of got this uh, th- this vibe to, to dispel anything negative, you know, mm. and to be cleansing and purifying um, in all ways. And I kind of like it in that gravelly sense because sometimes Mm -hmm. and we talked about this i think on a bonus recently sometimes these little these little nasties little doodads they'll take on different textures to me and Mm -hmm. gravelly is definitely one of them gravelly Mm -hmm. is like a stuck in your you know like stuck in your shoe that's not it's not generally a pleasant word when you think of the word gravel you don't think like it's hard to like nice get out all at once because it's like many small particles you know um so i I would think if if there's something that's just being a real pain in your ass this might be a good one to come through plus if we're calling it queen of the meadow and it does have that you know crown like appearance and it's the first thing and we've the queen that's powerful dude i feel like this planet is coming in with some power and there's also a lot of emotional regulation magic that happens with uh, Queen of the Meadow because of this tie to water and the tie to uh, cancer and um, what's the other water sign, but definitely not Scorpio because fuck you, uh, Pisces, <laughs> uh, you know, and to the moon and things like that. It, it does lend its hand to help mend emotional wounds and promote inner peace and kind of help us let go of things that we need to let go of or perhaps overcome the things that we need to overcome and it just feels that way to me it feels like if you're in a room and you've got this like in a vase i feel like a victorian woman that's like my husband has been gone to war for 34 years but i must Mm. move on without him it just has that Mm. vibe to me um (laughs) you can use it in your love magic again because of its prettiness and because of its like 
uh, daintiness and the way that it was given to real young love but betwixt young lovers it is thought oh, wow. to promote a, a harmonious connection um, okay and to even perhaps uh, reconcile like an estranged love okay bring it back bring it back in yeah. bring it back together yeah, yeah. and as we see so often with things that are tied to the moon and tied with water this is a good plant for dream magic and general like intuition magic um across the board so clear having clear like clearer insights or trying to tap into that innate perception that you just have that you just have naturally uh, or mm-hmm. perhaps to make like a dream satchel or put it under the dream pillow or if you're doing astral travel lucid dreaming shit like that uh this is one that can go and it reminds me of lavender in that way it feels like a soft bish but like Mm. but like a weird soft bish like pisces i feel like it takes on a very piscarian quality when it comes to like the dream magic and the kind of shit (laughs) Uh, and i say that as a pisces rising i'm allowed i'm allowed to say that yeah 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 and uh, that's that's really truly what I have here for Queen of the Meadow. Um, it truthfully not a super deep <laughs> plant, uh, but still very cool for what it is. You know, there, there there's not much to it. I feel like you can kind of it's one of those plants you can look at and be like, I bet you're for love. I yeah, bet. I always like those. There's a purity to plants it, like that that's the to thing where it you doesn't gauge it it doesn't just feel like like i'm not mad about it you know what i mean i'm not walking away like oh well that wasn't whatever because a the urinary tract stuff kind of came out of left field that was interesting for me to learn uh but also i just love the it just looks gauzy and it looks like to me it, again it has that lavender feeling of like it's the vaseline filter in like a mm. 1980s sexual scene you know where it's just supposed to be like steamy and you don't really see anything but you know it's happening and it's like kind of kind of glowy yeah 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 dude vaseline filters both upset me greatly and and turn me on (laughs) i get it yeah it's like i don't really want to watch them i just want pictures of me taken with one yeah 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 yeah, I just want to look like a like a goddess, just like fuzzy. Yeah, be just a little smudgy yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. I get it. However, I did just kind of want to put a little morsel at the end of this. Um, and it's brief, but Maisie, I would like you to give me three nouns. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> string cheese chastity belt a lowball glass full of your mom's tears a particularly chewy pair of edible panties uh. edward cullen's secret flashlight flashlight you know what i meant <laughs> That brown worm thing from Invader Zim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A trampoline to hell. <laughs> okay. Okay, give me a place. 
Elrond's bedroom. Adjective. Actually, one, two, three adjectives. Gravelly. Mucousy. And undulatingly. Yes. I guess that's an adverb, so that one can't work. Um, Uh, Could it be just undulating? That actually works right here. Sort of. Okay, that's a verb. You could say undulating-esque. Oh. Uh, Give me a family member. Or I guess just a name of someone. A name of someone? Let's throw Rustin in here. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now give me a name that you would call someone that you're familiar with. Like uh, like a, a familial nickname type. Dickwad. <laughs> I feel like I've called yeah, you that before. Absolutely. Past tense verb. Cummed. <laughs> verb. Creamed. Oh, give me, I missed a noun. Give me a noun. God damn it. <laughs> a block of feta cheese. Oh, past tense verb. Gyrated. Okay, I need a verb and a season. Thrust. Season. Let's do any other season but Leo season. (laughs) (laughs) Today's the last day of Leo season. Is it today's last day? Yeah, yeah, today. Today was your last day. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, when this comes out, I believe it will have passed and it will be the the time of the Virgo. There we go. Which is, hey, go. all right, man. Heading into the time of the Virgo. I could use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially, listen, time of the Virgo is always real good after Leo season. You gotta get your yeah. shit back in order. Y- you need it. Yeah. Macy. Mm. When I was a young string cheese, <laughs> my Rustin took me into Elrond's bedroom. Oh, no! No, he didn't! (laughs) To see a chastity belt. (laughs) That's awful. He said, dickwad, when you grow up, (laughs) would you be the gravelly lowball glass of your mom's tears? (laughs) The cummed and the mucousy. He said, will you cream them no <laughs> your chewable, it started off so good chewable edible panties <laughs> and all the edwards fleshlights uh oh. the block of feta cheese and all that they have gyrated okay because one day i'll leave you undulating on a trampoline <laughs> to hell <laughs> If I could go into the spirit world undulating on a trampoline to hell, I know I lived right. Oh my god. To thrust you in any other season but Leo season. To join the brown worm thing from Invader Zim. There we go. Oh, he'd come from hell. Uh, wow. There you go. That was really chaotic. <laughs> that was a lot. You made that one really thick yeah, yeah. with submissions. <laughs> he said dickwad when you grow up. <laughs> dickwad when you grow up. 
<laughs> uh, one day right. I will leave you. Undulating. Undulating on a trampoline to hell. <laughs> Listen, settle in. I'm ready, man. Saddle up. Oh, yeah. Get on your saddle. (laughs) Get on your bikes and ride. We're going to talk about Catherine Ross today. And listen, if you think you know where the story is going, well, one, if you know the story, you do know where it's going. But if you don't know the story and you think you know where it's going, listen, you don't. Okay? (laughs) Because it goes many places. I got this. So, like... Over a year ago, I was at Half Price Books, and I bought this book called Scottish Witches oh. uh, by Lily Seafield. And uh, I've just kind of had it in my back pocket. And I was like, whenever I decide to do this again, I'll crack open this book, and I'll find one. And I did today. Scottish so I have this witches. book as my source. Uh and it was a pretty like short little entry, so I have other sources as well to piece together this old fucking story from the 1500s. Whoa! We're going back to the 16th century today, going back a long time. Do me uh, a favor, ca- mm. because I know people are going to ask. Give us the name of that book one more time. Scottish Witches. Uh, Lily Seafield is the author Sick. of it. And today, so we got Catherine Ross today, sometimes uh, spelled with a K, sometimes spelled with a C. Love that. I don't know why. It's really old, long time ago. Uh, but she was the Lady Fowlis. She was wed to the, wi- or she was the wife of one Robert Monroe, who was the Baron of the area, the Baron Fowlis, uh, which I saw in another time. The Baron from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, nice. <laughs> um... And uh, so I I don't know if this is the same thing. So I did see another source say that this was like the Laird. uh, And I don't know if this is kind of like what they mean, what Baron meant, or if that's the same. But like, anyway, she's she's married to a dude of power in the area. Sure. And she was his second wife, however. His first wife had died, but not before bearing two heirs (gasps) already. Two sons. There was Robert junior i suppose the second and then another hector and hector uh, yeah huh. and so she was actually catherine was actually she was a, she was a neighbor and she belonged to the ross clan so this area was largely built up of the monroes and uh the ross clan and so they after his wife died, they kind of were somewhat arranged, it seems. They, their families united and were like, we'll link our families together uh, by marrying Catherine to Robert Monroe. Boom. There it is. That happened. So they married. Uh, Marriage Fowlis. was back then. It was. It was very clinical. Uh, they married at Fowlis Castle, and it's F-O-U-L-I-S. I don't know if it's pronounced that way, because everything in Scotland is pronounced in a way that I am surprised by so often. <laughs> uh, and uh, they were married in, in this castle in 1563. And over the years, Catherine had seven goddamn kids. And <sighs> I don't know how you do that that many times and live. But... <sighs> 
it seems that this being the second batch of children, Robert wasn't going to grant them the same rights that that was kind of agreed upon before they got married, mm. it seems. Uh, and he was kind of backtracking on that. And his first two sons Jack. from his first marriage were pretty much already his established heirs. And th that was it. And Catherine was pissed. And frankly, I don't blame her. But it is what we do with our anger that can make things go a bit sideways. Kill him, kill him, kill him! So during this time, Scottish Parliament apparently passed an act that made witchcraft illegal by punishment of <laughs> death. <laughs> and <laughs> whoa! And uh, so I don't know a lot about Scottish history. Surprise! Uh, but it seems that this was a bit of a jab at the time. This was a bit of a uh, a jab from Parliament against Mary, Queen of Scots, who was Catholic, while this Parliament was Protestant. And at the time, a general, like generally, the Scottish folk were practicing a mix of Catholic Catholicism, Catholic ideas, and folk magic. So. They're still rocking and rolling with saints and, and whatnot yeah. going on in, in Scotland. And charms were super popular, you know, like there were all kinds of little folk charms and areas that you could go to tie a piece of cloth to a tree for healing or whatever. It was very superstitious. And lots of, you know, so talk about the, the elf folk or the fey folk. They love, Just a lot of magic. They love that a lot there. of magic going on all over the place. And all the while, Catherine wasn't gonna, she wasn't, she wasn't getting any closer to getting her son's rights confirmed. Uh, and she felt they needed to be, they, they needed their rights. God damn it. And God by, damn it. by 1577, she decided, I guess I'm just gonna have to start killing people. Yes. And yes. Oh God. I love it when they snap. Easy enough, right? Well, so here we go. I There was a really uh, interesting source that I had today called The Other Lady Macbeth <gasps> uh, by, uh, I think it is David Onger. I have it linked uh, in the show notes. Adger, sorry, David Adger. And my phone co co um, corrected it to anger. <laughs> David, David Anger. That's actually pretty sweet. It's a sweet ass name. Like my wrestling so, name. This is a this is an excerpt from that the other lady macbeth by david I forgot it again already Adger <laughs> <laughs> I go immediately name blind uh -huh. anytime Oh yeah Dude. She concocted a new and more murderous approach Ooh. She decided to use evil magic and poison to kill her husband's eldest son, who was also called Robert. Good. With him out of the way, the plan was for Catherine's brother to marry Robert Sr.'s widow. This meant that Catherine also needed to murder her brother's <laughs> existing wife, Lady Balnagan. If Catherine was successful, then the Ross family would take over the Monroe's land and the secession becoming the barons of Fowlis and the preeminent clan in the territory. So basically, to, to reiterate, to, to clarify that, she's saying, all right, I got to kill this oldest fucking son. Yeah. Because yeah. he's in the way. And then after I do that, I... I'm going to then kill my sister-in-law. She's going to have to go. Too fucking bad. So sad. She flying She's dead. Too close to the sun. 
And I she I, she's got to get got. And then my brother, who's married to her, is going to have to marry the woman to whose husband I just killed the my stepson. I mean, in for a penny. Come on. So that's that's her that's her plan. And not caring about the new witchcraft laws, she sought out some local practitioners. Yeah, which there were several in the area, and one of these was Marion McAllister. Uh, who was all about the elf folk, yeah. and uh, so I, I, it is so I couldn't, I didn't, I just, I had a note to get pronunciation for this, and I didn't, but it's Gaelic. Uh, it's like Dion Sith, D A O N E space S I T H, was like the elf folk and and Gaelic, and so they. They were around, there's raised like burial mounds in the area. And that was where the elf folk were. And so she says, Marion is like, listen to me, Catherine, you need to go to those mounds. Look at me, Catherine. And you need to, you need to look at me, Catherine. (laughs) And you need to go on over and talk to the elf folk and see if they'll help you do this murder. (laughs) (laughs) And, And here we enter a really wild time of magical efforts of just trying to throw shit literally to see if it sticks uh so catherine and accomplices catherine and co uh made these clay corpse figures so they made clay dolls uh in the likeness of the two targets here her stepson robert jr uh and her sister-in-law named marjorie and they make these figures and apparently it was normal to place these in a running stream until they dissolved, you know, symbolizing wasting away or you burn them or you bury them upside down. But they didn't have time for any of that fucking shit. This is we've got to we've got to move here. So they she and her accomplices proceeded to then shoot the clay corpses with little arrows <laughs> as if they were the elf shot. And th- they were doing this. Uh, to both to both of the clay figures, uh, and uh, nothing happened after they did this. <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing happened at all, and uh, Marjorie and Robert were fine. Uh, but we get a a great bit of writing about it, and so this is an old writing from Sir Walter Scott, Letters on Demonology and oh. Witchcraft, uh, about this case. What is more to our present purpose, Lady Fowlis made use of the artillery of Elfland in order to destroy her stepson and sister-in-law. Lasky Loncart, one of the assistant heads, produced... Yeah, that's like... It's like a... And I, if I recall correctly from the research today, that's like an a, like an alias. Sure. I think. Dude, Lasky Loncart. sick. That's a badass name, I know. Uh, and so... Uh, Lasky Longcart, one of the assistant hags, produced two of what the common people call elf arrowheads, being, in fact, the points of flint used for arming the ends of arrow shafts in the most ancient times, but accounted by the superstitious, uh, the weapons by which the fairies were wont to destroy both man and beast. Anytime we appear anywhere, I want one of those, like, talking head introductions where they, like, put the type down, and I would like it to say... I'll come up with a cool name, Charlie something, local hag. 
local hag, please. Yes, yes absolutely. May we get, maybe we live to get the privilege to yeah. be called local, local hag. hag. Come on. So my book source, interestingly, being the only source that said this, and there were a couple other instances that I couldn't find any other information found anywhere else. And some of these were like from the library of Scotland, you know, yeah. that I was doing but they said they made the forms out of butter instead <laughs> and so that's fun it's like mm, clay or butter or or butter I don't know, man. uh so Catherine wasn't satisfied because obviously they didn't die and her baby boy isn't oh. the heir right now oh, my. so somebody's gonna have to die god damn it <laughs> And you sure as hell ain't not dying today. <laughs> and nowhere in this time did Catherine seem to decide, you know what? The, 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 the ritual didn't work. We probably don't need to kill these two people. No, she doubled down. But right? you know what? Like, you know what is effective? Pretty surefire poison. Poison works pretty good. It's very real. And uh, it's practical when things like elf shot are maybe a little bit more um, flighty, no uh, pun intended. When the, uh, when, the, uh, when the spell falls flat, it's time for poison. Yes, yes. And uh, here we are. And Catherine and her accomplices uh, decide that rat poison should do. Oh. All right. Rat bane. <gasps> and... Rat, rat bane. Rat bane. Rat bane. Coming it's at so you right sweet. now. Rat bane. Rat Slipping bane. in your butt. Yeah. I love it. No, it's fucking sweet. And that's what they think that they're going to use. And uh, it didn't go smoothly mm. at all. Mm. Uh, and the order of this got a little bit confusing. I don't know exactly what order this all went down in because it's different. I've got book and website sources. And also this is from the 16th century hell again. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. And two separate instances of trying to poison Robert Jr. Failed. <laughs> and keep in mind, she's still married to this guy's dad. So she's just trying to actively poison her stepson. Uh-huh. Love her for it. And uh, so it, it, she, they both failed, but they did fuck up other people. So at Catherine's <sighs> house, which I don't know for sure if they were in separate quarters. That was pretty common back then. Uh, there was a nurse that was going to be sent from her place to Robert's place carrying the container of poison. I don't know how she was supposed to admit. I guess as medicine was supposed to get, didn't know what was going on. We know that because this nurse apparently on the way there, Butterfingers, dropped <laughs> the container and broke it. Yeah. And so... Basically, we have, yeah. a, we have a, another old writing here from 1852 called Magic and Witchcraft by George Moore. And uh, so I don't know how much all of this is true, but it was neat. And just in writing about the, the plans of delivering this poison. She then gave orders to prepare a pig of rancor poison. Uh, and a pig seems to be a unit of measurement. I'm Listen, sorry? We'll get another thing. Uh, uh, a pig of rancor poison that would kill shortly. And this she dispatched by her nurse to the young laird of Fowlis. 
Uh, Providence, however, again protected him. The pig fell and was broken by the way, and the nurse, who could not resist the temptation of tasting the contents, paid the penalty of her curiosity okay. with her life. At so corrosive point. was the nature of the poison that had killed the grass underneath it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't know why you think to taste what comes out of a container that breaks on the ground and might be full of shards of container, and, but and she not did. for nothing. Poison usually doesn't smell good. I, she, it, whatever the case, she straight up died. And <laughs> <laughs> secondly, there was a serving boy. Now, whether he was at Catherine's house or Robert Jr.'s house. I don't really know. But a similar thing happened where there was leakage from a container and he tasted it and he either fell very ill or he died. I saw mixed <sighs> messages on that too. And however, the poison that Catherine and her two accomplices sent to Marjorie's house somewhat worked. Because she fell very ill, becoming invalid from the poison. And once again, another conflicting bit of information, either dying shortly after. She did definitely die much younger than she ought to have. Uh, but she didn't die immediately. Certainly didn't die before the court cases that came later on. But it basically ruined her life. Made her bed bound. Uh, but Robert Jr. is still very much alive. All the while, much unpoisoned. It's just like... M Mr. Magooing his way through yes. life. And probably starting to be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I knew what you were up to, but now this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is really on the nose. So, but now, at least her brother is pretty much mostly freed up, you know, because his wife is full of poison ulcers and dying in a bed somewhere. So whenever Robert Jr. dies, oh, well. you can just marry that new woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, when a wife dies back then, you just kind of find another Throw one. her in a ditch. Yeah. yeah, get a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find it, find it on the ground, pick it up, take it home. Yeah. And interestingly, Catherine's husband, the one whose son she's been trying to murder, uh, he was granted the responsibility of trying to round up all the witches <laughs> in the area, including his own wife. <laughs> awkward a little bit and however she is a baron's wife and while she likely did not escape a very torturous interrogation she was able to flee north and stay with relatives however 10 people including her accomplices it seems uh were hanged and then burnt whoa uh, because of this so she dipped out while she left everybody holding the holding the bill holding the bag yikes yes and Holding the so bag she, is the correct phrase. I don't know what holding the bill is. I don't know why I <laughs> said that. Kind of, it's the same thing. I get <laughs> what you meant. And so she, she kind of feels, she fled from the heat for a while, you know, uh, nine months to a year or so before coming back, not somehow not being persecuted by her husband again, I guess, because the trial was over and, you know, that wave Thank was God. done. Dude, if, Eleven, I, if mm. I was in a relationship with somebody and they turned me in for anything... <laughs> I'm yeah, listen, I'm not going to be married to no rat. Yeah. Okay. Snitch. And, but after, uh, so 11 years later, Robert Sr., the same husband, did die. Good. And. Good, frankly. I don't know. I don't know. I assume so. Yes. And anyway, you best believe, though, when Robert Jr. 
was in charge, the one that she's actively been trying to murder for probably many years <laughs> of his yeah. life, Hell yeah. he immediately tried to mount up a trial against his stepmother. Okay. And within his right. Within his right. But mysteriously, <laughs> before the trial could get off the ground, Robert Jr., the one that she'd been trying to kill all along, died, oh. leaving his younger brother, Hector, still not one of Catherine's kids, to take the reins. Oh, God. And here's where things get a little wild. Even more wild. So, after this, Hector... He's got the reins now. His older brother just mysteriously died. And Hector himself mysteriously becomes ill. And he is scared shitless that his stepmother is cursing him to die. <laughs> because he's the last male in line uh -huh. until her kids he's get probably, started. I mean, he's probably kind of right. I don't blame him one bit for this. And because now he's, he's in the hot seat. He's the target now. And you know the best way to defend against witchcraft? More fucking witchcraft, oh, you yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah. I should have known. Here we go. This is, uh, this is a, uh, basically, here's, here's, here's what, here's what went down. Okay. So Hector employed three witches. Yes. To then turn the curse away from him on to Catherine's eldest son, George. So the one that she's been trying to set up this whole time yeah. to take the reins, Hector, worried for his own life, tells these witches, listen, we got to take this death curse off me and put it on our own fucking son. I okay, mean, I don't want it. Not a bad move, but I feel like he could have cut out the middleman and just gone straight for her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just take out yeah. the the root of the problem here maybe he got he just maybe you know maybe he's a little vengeful maybe he's a little cunty like maybe he wants her to suffer i it's very possible you know and so the, a very interesting ceremony happened so he's taken from hector is taken from his house all bundled up and sick uh, and he's taken out somewhere to like an open area and the three witches in this scenario apparently dug a human-sized grave and they put Hector in it. They bury him alive as if it's a real funeral. And as he lay in the earth, somehow, I guess, I don't know if they gave him a straw or if they, I don't know how he's breathing, but he's somehow he's buried alive in the ground, not freaking out somehow. Uh... uh while everybody is standing around and one of the witches, apparently alleged witches in this scenario named Christian Ross, maybe also saw a different last name in some sources, uh, who was also a foster mother of his, maybe ran across nine fields. So she had to go run across. So while he's marinating in, in the ground. How long is a field, though? Like, I don't know. How many pigs is a field? I don't know how many. I don't know how many metric units is in yeah. one field and so after this was done after she had run nine fields uh -huh. she came back and asked the chief witch uh marian mackling mecklingorock maybe uh who and she so this head witch she's like who's gonna die who should die after she ran all the fields she goes to marian he's like who should die and she says the head witch that Hector should live Whoa. and George would die. 
And keep in mind that Hector is buried underground, apparently, for all of this. And the spell, they repeat this three times, though. The, so the nine field did running. Did she have to run? 27 fields. 27 feet. Jesus. <laughs> I think that's what it seemed like. <laughs> but strangely enough, after this, Hector recovered from his illness. Oh. And Catherine's son, George, oh. died oh. soon after. <laughs> love it. Love to see it. <clears throat> it's fucking crazy, oh. dude. So her baby boy. The one that she wanted to be the heir so goddamn bad. He's dead after this weird spell. At the tender age of only 25, he was just a young man. Oh, Uh, About five. Well, no, yeah, back then he was really probably, he was lucky. (laughs) And uh, about five to 12 months after this spell went down, George died dead. 25-year-old man. And... Here's the deal, though. You can't pull a stunt like that and it not get out. Word's going to get out about you getting, getting buried, buried alive and, and having 27 fields getting run across. Some marathon. Are you kidding? Someone's watching that. You know, somebody saw. And so, interestingly. Can Hector, you imagine? You're the nosy hmm. piece of shit that's just looking out of your window watching all this go down. You're like, I'm so going to get them murdered over this. Oh, absolutely. You're like, and logging this yes. for yeah, when yeah, I yeah. need it. Um, sketch it so, out because like that's the closest thing you have to like photo photographic evidence yes really quickly yeah. pull an Alice Cullen you know <laughs> and just like do it real yeah, quick yeah, yeah. so what is wild about this and a very cinematic wind down of this tale this meant that Hector now was also accused of witchcraft right. in this new trial and he and Catherine, ironically, stood trial on the same day, <gasps> July 1590. So for two completely different reasons, they both are standing trial for witchcraft. That's amazing. Now, here's the deal. And I love that. That's so beautiful. Hector is, I believe at this point, he's the current baron. So he has power. And Catherine is the ex-baron's wife. So, I mean, she's not... Nobody, and she's from her clan, and he's from his. And the thing is, is we've seen this a lot in times when it comes to people of higher society, that you can maybe stack the odds and your favor a little bit more with privilege. <laughs> and because both of these people were high up in two of the biggest clans, one of them being the Baron, as I mentioned, uh, they were both basically able to choose their own juries and be acquitted. Uh, though, like... Hector didn't really maybe even do that much other than get buried alive and get traumatized if the spell was nothing else. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he did. Maybe the spell worked and it did result in him killing a guy. I don't know. But like, he's more innocent than Catherine, who tried for years (laughs) openly to murder multiple people. Uh, And she got off scot-free as well as Hector. However... Uh, it seems these one of the alleged accomplices or one of the alleged witches that ran the 27 fields, Hector's uh, previous foster mother, Christian Ross, it seems, was straight up hanged and executed <gasps> as a witch, even though they got off scot-free. That makes sense. 
um, because I, I was digging around in some court documents that I found from this trial. And th- so there's some name confusion, but a lot of sources that I found called this person Christian Ross, the one that did the running across the fields. And in this trial that they were present in, a Christian Ross was executed, Whoa. which sucks. So Christian Ross just sounds like a store I don't want to shop at. Yeah. It also sounds like a like a like a 2005 band. Yeah. Christian Ross. <laughs> it's just Ross Geller. Everyone in the band is Ross Geller. Just over and over and over again different versions. You have Leather Ross, you have Keyboard Ross. Yeah. <laughs> you have all the Rosses. You have one Russ. Yeah. Oh, he's holding it together though. So, wow. They both get off scot-free. Other people fucking die. Uh, Catherine continues to live a long life. She just lived her life out. It's fine. Uh, but her oldest son did die, which sucked. And uh, I really liked this ending uh, line from the article, The Other Lady Macbeth by David Adger. Hector went on to run his estates and Catherine lived a long life. Sometimes those in power play their games, make their gains, and slip free of the destruction they leave behind. I mean... That's very true. And that's still true today. Yeah, it is. And uh, so that's the story of Catherine Ross. Wow. Yeah. Wild tale. (laughs) Dude, the audacity. I want to have the absolute wonder in my sparkly little virgin baby eyes to be so dumb and enchanted by the world that I would just drink mystery broken ground liquid. Especially back then. Come on. Like that could literally be powdered dried horse cum. <laughs> like you don't know what that is. They they dried and powdered everything for magic and medicine. Like, yeah, it literally, if you're lucky, that's true. Because <laughs> the other the other thing it could be is poison. Is fucking rat bane. Rat bane! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Well, returning to that series with a bang. Thank you. You know that, uh, I know that the beans are glad to hear it. I hope so. I hope so. I enjoyed this, uh, diving back into it. It always never ceases to amaze how buck wild oh my god history is in every little corner can you imagine if we had like trials like that still and i mean i know that there are still trials that are like pretty heinous i don't mean like that but like if just you turned on the tv and it was just a mainstream trial of like Something like this, like somebody being like, well, I, my neighbor, I saw run around 27 fields. Yeah, no evidence, no proof, no nothing, just a bunch of accusations. And then somebody gets hanged and then burned because of it. Cut that part out and introduce more hillbillies talking about different levels of pigs and how many pigs of poison they had. I'm down for that. That would be sweet. I mean, if I could get into some medieval pig math, I'd watch the shit out of that. If you, t- if someone out there could tell me how much one pig of ale is, yeah, I'd be happy. Yeah, I'd break down, I'll give have a me a visual map of the world in pig units. Oh. Let's measure everything in pigs here on Wobah from now on. We should. I mean, it's unreliable because pigs can be anywhere from like 
thirty to eight hundred pounds. Uh, yeah. But we know, we know. Well, our heart will know. Yeah. Yeah. Much like when your heart knows that you're chowing down on some warm, delicious, beautiful review footage. Oh, look at you go. Look at you go. Also, before I get a bunch of emails, no, I know that mini pigs aren't real. I meant a baby pig. Pigs that are little and weighing 30 pounds. I don't need that. But, yeah, okay. Because they're not real. You know many pigs aren't real, but like a lot of people don't. <laughs> you will buy, basically, if you buy what you think is a mini pig, you're buying one of those little foam pill things that you put in water and explode yeah, it into yeah. a giant foam dinosaur. Didn't, like, That's what's happening. Didn't Logan Paul basically do that? Like, I, I think it was like one of the fucking paul brothers that bought i assume if it was something big time shitty and you say that they did it i'm like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah that makes sense <laughs> uh today today's uh, beautiful review footage comes from pirates with banjos sweet yeah 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 and this is called long time listener i remember picking up your podcast god knows how many years ago and loving it from the first epi- epi- episode i listened to through multiple jobs internships a global pandemic a global pandemic i'm a professional uh, a two-year-long slump in my own practice after my father's death graduating college moving from texas to colorado that's a lot. That's a lot That's going a lot. on. Uh, this podcast has been a wholesome and informative comfort for me as someone still trying to figure out what I actually want to do with my life and how I could possibly get there. Seeing you both grow while doing what you clearly love has been a massive inspiration to me. Massive thanks to you both. That's very nice. Pirates with banjos. Shush. Pirates with banjos. That's a really good name. Shush. No, you. <laughs> Dude, the way I would immediately let a pirate with a banjo ruin my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much just picturing a, a Nandor with a banjo, even though he's not like a pirate. He's kind of piratey. You I know, just put... Immediately, just take off his his coat and leave the ruffled shirt and his tight little pants yeah. on and put a banjo on I'd him and there that. he is immediately yeah. sure i immediately pictured hosier <laughs> dude i've got him on the brain right now anyway because i've been looping his new record like an absolute madman i haven't heard it yet but i've heard it's fucking great i've really been enjoying it like a like a good a good hearty bit mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. yeah it's tasty wow all right mm-hmm. Let us know who you thought of when you heard Pirates with Banjos uh, yeah. over on our social media. We've got a Facebook, Witch Amateur Hour. Instagram, at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. I'm just, these are all linked to the things. We don't really do that. We're too cool for social media now. Mm. Um, however, what we're not too cool for is to fucking pimp out and plug our Patreon. www.patreon.com slash podcast. Macy, you can be a part of that Patreon shout out. Macy, you can get a- extra content like spells, blogs, and other exclusive. Macy, you can get access to a Facebook group, a private Facebook group where we do monthly live stream. Macy, you can get one or two monthly bonus episodes. Macy, you can listen to SimpCap and all the SimpCaps we've had and WimpCaps we've had. They're all there. They can. And you can help us buy our food if you do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> proceeds, uh, roughly 50% of those proceeds go to fixing my AC. 
<laughs> we just guilt everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Kidding. But, no, but for real, yeah. we've got a lot of shit going on over there. We love our patrons. They keep the show alive. Uh, you see us and listen to us in our purest forms. We are right now getting, we're perusing our way through Cushiel's Dart, yes. written by Jacqueline Carey. Uh, lots of people reading and listening along to that story. We are going into week six this coming up Thursday. Uh, I can't wait, Charlie. You're going to squeal so many times and you're going to make so many sounds out of your body. Yes. I can't wait. That's what I am now. And for. we have a live on Facebook and private group this Sunday. So if you want to catch it, if you want to hang on Sunday, hang come out with us. Come eat with us over there. Come eat with us over on Facebook. It's linked yeah, in the show notes. Yeah. Bonus episodes are like coming out, coming out like in like this week and next for, for 10 and 20 tier. Oh, yeah. We've, we've, we talk it's a all lot coming. about Shag and Nandor, I think. <laughs> we do. Yeah. But that one, I think, was at least. No, that wasn't on topic either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, no. Yeah. No. We, uh, we deviated for that one. For the second one coming out for August, we really. Really went yeah, off the rails. Yeah, $20 tier really gets us in our purest <laughs> form, as I mentioned. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see what else. We do have an email address for you if you would like to send your uh, whatever, man, your advertising inquiries, spooky yeah. entries, as long as you put spooky in the subject line. You can send us um, a picture of what you had for lunch. Oh. And we'll forward it to Kim, possibly. Kimothy, do love to see what everyone be having for lunch. Mm. Um, which reminds me, I took a lot of pictures of food out on my birthday trip, like medieval times and whatnot, and I just never sent them. I'm going to have to go send her a mass dumping of food. Yeah, I was thinking about medieval times today and that I never asked you about that. So we're going to have to talk <gasps> about that soon. Bro, it was so good. My night won. Yeah! What yeah. color? Green. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm so gonna good. have to. I'm gonna have to draw all of that information out of you because I am hungry to know how that was, dude. Somebody, and I'm so sorry, I don't remember who, but somebody said we should set up like a a dissension upon medieval times. No, I'm in. I yeah. yeah. There was a whole thread about it of kind of like maybe like hmm, we should organize this oh and figure God. out kind of like. A, a night that us DFW beans yes. can descend upon a medieval times and come. I want to come in costume. Abs oh, are you kidding? I'm not, not coming in costume. I did it the last time I went. I'm doing it now. 100. I'm taking it, though, for my own, and I'm not going to feel embarrassed. I'm going to fucking take it. Yeah. there. And, and to be fair, there were a lot of people in costume. Like, all yeah. ages. Everybody, you know, lots of people. And I'm trying to think what would be funner, if we were all in the same section or if we were, like, scattered out. I want to be in one ridiculous section. I want to be in the bad guys section. Yeah. Oh, let me cheer for the heel. Oh, nothing will make me happier to cheer for the villain. <laughs> Until the end where you get your like, you get your. Yeah, I guess you know your villain's not going to win probably ever. I wonder if they ever let the villain win. Well, they, uh, okay, we'll go into it one of these days maybe. But like just for a little bit, how they got the show going, they paired our night up against another night. And, and a lot of the nights were kind of facing off with each other, but the clear, like, rivalry was between our night and the other night. And you couldn't tell who was who until the end, and one of them just sort of turned face. But, like, 
for the whole time, I was like, I hope we're not the asshole. And we weren't. Was he cute? He was cute. There was some cute knots. There always are. There were some cute knots. There were some cute servers Mm. who, like, go out. I didn't know they, like, go out on the field. And they put on their little robes. And I'm like, "Mm, please wash your hands after out there. And then you're here serving this chicken thigh. They just pick up a piece of horse shit and put it on your plate. Yeah. Okay, that's. I'm gonna have to turn this tap off. Otherwise, yes. I'm gonna keep asking you about every bit of food that you ate. Bro, and I'm going to, but I, we don't need to do it on record. Listen here, I don't know what they did to the food, but it, it's gotten so much better. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't remember how good it was before, but like, it was good. okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>